Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it's Stu's Days. Stu Kedwell, co-head of North American Equities, RBC Global Asset Management. Welcome back for your weekly appearance. How are you this week? Great. Uh, doing well. Thanks for having me, Dave. So uh, you're, you're doing well, but uh, we kicked off the week in the stock market yesterday not so well. And, 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 and I, I guess maybe the way I'd, I'd, I'd position it is if you... If you go back and listen to probably the last eight to ten podcasts that we've taped together on Tuesdays, we've been talking about all of these different things and the risks that they represent. And all of a sudden, the stock market woke up on Monday morning this week and went, oh, all these things are important to us now. The Delta variant, growth, and all these things. And... And, and sold off, and then we wake up Tuesday and we just bounce back. So what do we make of all of this, Stu? Yeah, well, it's a it's an interesting point. Like, you, you could kind of feel it uh, bubbling uh, over the weekend. I think, you know, there was the, the tweet on Saturday that the Minister of Health in the UK uh, had to go into uh, quarantine for 10 days, and then, and then Boris Johnson had been uh, exposed uh, to him. And then the question was, would he or wouldn't he go into quarantine? And, um, you know, this notion of the UK reopening, but the Delta variant rising and the Delta variant rising in some pockets of the United States. I think, I think cases are now rising in all 50 states again. Um, yeah. And, you know, it just, it, it kind of fed into itself uh, in the stock market where, you know, it had been a topic of discussion that, you know, became something very central to the stock market on Monday. Uh, it is the summertime. Uh, liquidity is lower. Um, you know, there was there was a, a fairly large move in the bond market, which uh, was also somewhat liquidity driven, and it manifested itself in a in a sell off on Monday that uh, saw a lot of the continuation of the the themes that we've seen in the last month or so, where the reopening oriented stocks were quite weak. Uh, many of them have, you know, I would say now corrected. To some degree, uh, you know, by that I mean many of these stocks are down more than ten percent. Yeah, and um, you know whether or not whether or not that was like a full washout, uh, you know, you never know for sure. But um, you know, a couple of things that we've noted along the way is uh, you know first uh, you know the Delta variant in Google Trends actually peaked uh, in the uh, last week of June. Oh. So uh, you know, so you know how much is in, how much is out. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, not sure, but it's certainly a topic of discussion. So um, you can, it's always nice when you can tick the box when a worry is a topic of discussion. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, now we'll be looking for, you know, how the economies do as, as, uh, as some of these problems persist, but, um, but, uh, you know, still, you know, still more optimistic about, about growth into 2022. Um, you know, I think the other thing too, is that, is that uh, credit spreads, you know, credit spreads have, widened ever so slightly, but the absolute level of uh, corporate oriented interest is really kind of the same as it was. So, you know, the credit markets have not really flashed uh, a major sign uh, around this, uh, this move in interest rates or, you know, this, uh, this choppiness in the stock market. And, um, you know, I think the other thing too, because we're seeing a bounce back today is that, uh, you know, you do get, you know, some selling and then you sit there and say, well, what am I going to do with the cash now? And, uh, you know, real interest rates, uh, you know, back down to basically minus 100 basis points. So, you know, if I'm sitting there with my, you know, my money in, in, uh, in fixed income, 
uh, I'm losing purchasing power, you know, year over year. And, um, you know, I, we've talked a lot about this, but I think like a negative real interest rate is, uh, you know, the most challenging topic of discussion for a client and an advisor that uh, really exists right now, because um, it's testing, uh, you know, risk tolerance relative to, you know, what type of returns used to be available in more conservative instruments. Um, you know, in our minds, it really pushes you back towards, you know, dividend paying stocks where you're going to get dividend growth over time. And yes, you have to withstand some of the volatility of the uh, of the securities on a daily basis. But, you know, those yields are quite strong and uh, the dividend should grow by, you know, more than inflation over time, which really preserves and grows the purchasing power of your money. So, you know, those are some of the things we're thinking about. Um, you know, you mentioned before about the, you know, the bond, uh, you know, I think it is interesting because people say, well, stocks are expensive, yeah. uh, say at, uh, you know, 20 times earnings. And that's certainly elevated relative to history on an absolute term. But, you know, if I'm going to buy a 10 year bond at one and a half percent or a 30 year bond at, uh, you know, yielding just under 2%, you know, the interesting thing to do is to invert those and yeah. uh, kind of think about the price earnings multiple of a bond, right? So I walk in, I put my $100 down, the US government's gonna give me less than $2 a year for 30 years. And uh, inflation's running north of $2 a year on that $100. So uh, I'm signing up for an erosion in my uh, purchasing power over time. Now, it does bring some stability to the portfolio and it brings, uh, you know, like we've seen in the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, some kind of counter cyclicality to the portfolio, which you know, still makes them quite useful. But, uh, you know, that's what the central banks are really aiming to do to us is to say, uh, you know, conservative investors uh, are going to be uh, penalized a little bit with inflation over long periods of time. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about a multiple on a 30 year bond being north of 50 times uh, the interest that you're going to get, and there's no inflation protection in that interest, it, uh, you know, it certainly, uh, you know, creates this kind of more interesting conversation, as I say, uh, between an advisor and their and their client and, you know, really studying uh, risk tolerance and uh, and um, and return objectives becomes, uh, you know, really paramount in this environment. Yeah. And, and, and that's before tax, too. You know, back in the old days when when I used to pop by your office, I always used to have like having that fixed income discussion and talking about the, you know, the, the equivalent price earnings ratio. For, for lack of a better term, of, of fixed income. And as you say, it highlights that bonds, when, when yields get too low, as you could argue they are right now for a number of different reasons, um, that they become just as risky as the stock market without a whole lot of upside as well. Uh, and then if you've got spreads compressed, uh, forget about rotating out of government fixed income, government treasuries and into uh, more risky parts of the bond market, so it, 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 it really does speak to a, a, a favoritism of, uh, of stocks and, you know, the, the conditions are still there for the stock market to do well, although because of valuations, you might see additional volatility. Is that kind of a good way to summarize? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great way to, that's a great way to think about it. And, and, um, you know, the thing, the thing that I'd also add on the, on the volatility side is like, you know, on, on volatile days, like it's great, you know, for us, like we got to have two conversations with management yesterday. And, um, you know, the, the good thing about talking to management or thinking about the people who are running the businesses that you own or we own is, uh, 
is just all the dynamics that are going through their head about you know what they're doing to position the business for the future, to grow the business for the future. And that day-to-day volatility is not really on their minds. Yeah. Uh, you know, their plans are in place and they're making, you know, some adjustments to, you know, what the business could look like six, 12, 18 months down the road to grow revenue and, and grow earnings and cash flows on your behalf. And, and, uh, you know, I just think that's a great grounding factor on, uh, on days when, uh, you know, when there's volatility. Yeah. And that's absolutely what, what, what they should be doing. Uh, just like what we should be doing every Tuesday is Tuesdays and, Obviously, our, our listeners should be listening because uh, lots of uh, great insights from you always do. Kedwell, thank you very much for joining us again today. Great. Thanks for having me, Dave.